You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that's gotta go fast to theaters to go see Birds of Prey again. <laughs> I'm Cody, and I could really go for an egg sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sam. And I'm Samantha. Oh, we have a great show for you this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first let's talk about some things we have been checking out. And I think we all kind of have one big check them out this week, and that is Birds of Prey. And the what is the, the fabulous lost? emancipation of one Harley Quinn is what it used to be called. Yes. Until they changed the name the day after it came out. Yep. It is a... Um, was it day after tomorrow? No. What is that? The live, Tom, die, repeat? Yeah. Tom Cruise can't stop dying and then living again. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Now, But now Birds of Prey is called Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey. Which is probably what it should have been called yeah. to begin with. Or they should have not did the colon and just called it Harley Quinn and, and, the, and Birds the Birds of, of Prey. Prey. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, we all went and saw Birds of Prey. So let's uh, talk about our, how spoilery are we going to get into this thing? Uh, I would say real. I I would would like to go. You know, at least relatively spoilery. I yeah, mean, I mean, I don't think there's anything in the plot that's like a surprise. Yeah, but even then, it's still great. Like, yeah, you want to. You're gonna want to see it. The yes. things about this movie are things that that you see, not plot points. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is definitely one that you don't want to just hear us talk about. So I guess what? Yeah. What do you think of Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn? You know that movie. <laughs> <laughs> the the movie with the birds of prey and the Harley Quinn. Yes, yes, that one. <laughs> I thought it was great. I, I absolutely loved it. If, if you went, hey, let's go see it again right now, I would say, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I really kind of want to go see it again, for sure. Everyone in the film did a great job. I have been sitting, you know, when I do these reviews, when I talk about movies, I usually... Even if there's a movie that I absolutely love, I usually try to come up with at least one or two kind of constructive criticisms or something like that. And I'll be honest, I've been having a very hard time coming up with negatives for this film. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't really think of any, honestly. Not to say that it's like a perfect film or anything like that. No, but... it's it's very much like a popcorn good time movie. Oh, yeah. Movie. But sometimes that's all you need is just yeah. a popcorn good time. So, yeah, let's just go down uh, the uh, the list. You know, we'll go through the, the actors and actresses first. Margot Robbie was fantastic yeah. as Harley Quinn. They, I, I can't see anybody else as Harley no. Quinn at this point. <laughs> no, neither can I. I really think she nails the Harley's personality type and the look and everything. And they d really did a great job evolving the character from what she did in Su Suicide Squad because there were like shades of that in uh, Suicide Squad, yeah, but there, not I, to this level. I never level. saw Suicide Squad, but there was a lot of points where I could tell it was calling back to that movie. <laughs> Just barely in the very... This movie is the furthest you can get from being a sequel while technically being a sequel yeah. she references saving the world once which is which happened in suicide squad and the couple of really quick super quick flashbacks that featured the the back of the joker's head were scenes from suicide squad so technically that is jared leto but you never see his face 
or hear him talk. Because nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Not a single person wants that. Jared Leto doesn't even want that. Nobody wants it. But yeah, she was phenomenal. I would put her portrayal of Harley right up there with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Yeah. Honestly, it is very, both films have a very similar tone to them. She she hits right just the right level of of Looney Tunes. Yes, <laughs> kind yeah. of vibe. Mm-hmm. I totally agree which, with that. Which I think is something that uh, Palmiotti and Connor are, were definitely going for in their yes. their comic book series. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. As much as I loved uh, Harley Quinn in this, my favorite character has got to be Black Canary. Though yeah. she, me too. <laughs> yeah, she. Blew it out of the water. I want to see more movies with with that character. Yeah. And that actress. Uh, I want to see a standalone Birds of Prey movie. Yeah. Which is, they don't even need Harley, the really. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to have Harley because she's great. But like, <laughs> yeah, if they were to just to say, OK, we're going to do a spinoff of a spinoff and it's just going to be the Birds of Prey. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm down. I'm in. Um, she was just so cool and had a cool little car and her hair looked cool. And <laughs> yeah, she was almost like a 70s action movie star. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really awesome. Huntress was great. She didn't get a ton of screen time, which which I was kind of surprised about. Her character didn't really come in until the very end. No, but I love the way they, they portrayed her. She's oh, yeah. like kind of a dork. Which oh, is com- funny. Completely socially inept. Yeah. yeah. Which which makes total sense since she spent most of her life in Sicily training to kill mafia guys. Yeah. Like, like her origin is a deliberate parallel to Batman's. Like her parents were murdered, but instead of being super rich doctors in Gotham City, they were super rich mobsters in Gotham City. <laughs> but And it was her whole family. And it was her whole family. Her parents. Right, yeah. right. But, I mean, it makes sense that if you're raised in solitude with one, with a one-track mind, you would not know how to talk to people. Yeah. And just be totally socially awkward. It, just great. Renee Montoya. Yeah. R- uh, Rosie Perez. R- Rosie Perez. She was fantastic. It was she like was... The, sane, the sane glue that held together the whole group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter describe Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey characters as D&D characters. <laughs> what did they say? It was like, Black Canary was the fighter that took one level in Bard so that they could use Bardic inspiration over and over <laughs> and over. And Renee Montoya would be the the paladin that was a super rules... Uh, yeah, rules uh, lawyer. R- rules lawyer and had to do everything <laughs> by the book no matter what. But uh, yeah, super great. I mean, the movie itself has a pretty bare bones kind of plot. I mean, it was a lot of, it was just a very simple, got to get the MacGuffin, got to get the thing. Halfway through the movie, the thing becomes a kid. Yeah. <laughs> for one reason or another. <laughs> but uh, the plot is almost secondary to just the action and the antics. That's what it is. A lot of antics. Antics, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the fight scenes are so good. They were incredibly well choreographed. So well done. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that a good portion of the movie, Harley Quinn is on roller skates. Yeah. And like the whole final fight, she is on roller skates and doing roller derby type moves throughout. It's great. Those stunts were insane. Yeah. 
sketching on the car mm-hmm. to like going around the car while on skates. Like it was nuts. Oh yeah, and good. Mm-hmm. If the movie was ten minutes long and it was just that fight scene in the fun house, <laughs> I would have been happy. Be done. Yeah, be good. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Again, I am having a hard time coming up with negatives. There should have been more. I wish there was more. Yeah. That's all it is. I could have yeah. sat there for at least another half hour. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ewan McGregor was phenomenal oh, yeah. as he was Black Mass. Very good. Very funny. Yeah. And very twisted and mm-hmm. creepy. And oh, yeah. Just a really good villain. Really strong villain. Really strong. Really charismatic. Yeah. Which yeah. is hard for comic book movies to do more often than not. Yeah. And this one did it. <laughs> this one did it. Yeah. I guess if I had one complaint, I think they could have found a, a stronger actor to play Victor Zaz. Yeah. I think he was kind of the weak link in the cast. Not to say he did a bad job, but I think with a role that he had and as much of the movie that he was in, he was kind of a lead weight yeah. a little bit. I think Victor Zaz it ha- has more going on than to be a... Uh somebody's lackey yeah that's a character they should have saved for something else yeah well in the comics zaz is a full-blown villain yeah he's a serial he's killer. a serial killer yeah. yeah and i mean in the comics it's i mean very similar to the way he is here he's covered in hash mark scars because he cuts himself every time he murders someone which is a fun thing yeah that's, 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 that's fun comic books are fun for the kids yes yes <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think with a stronger actor and a little bit more of a personality other than, hey, I'm going to do everything Ewan McGregor tells me. Yeah. Like, I, he didn't need to be Victor's ass. I don't know. He could have been anybody. Yeah. He really could have been. They could have created some. Well, like in the original Batman 89, Joker's number one henchman was a guy named Bob. <laughs> That's all. That's you just needed. He just needed to be a Bob, and instead they made him a, a named character from the comics. And that's like I was. I was thinking about because when when he showed up, I'm like, oh, cool, Victor Zaz. He's he's a weird guy. Mm-hmm. This will be interesting. And then he's not. He's not. He's really <laughs> yeah. not. But I think then again, maybe the fact that he is not interesting was a deliberate choice so that he wouldn't overshadow both you and McGregor. And Harley Quinn, and since every, he takes and up every so much character in the movie, yeah. because he takes up, he he seriously takes up about as much screen time as Harley Quinn, but you just don't notice because he's a non-entity. Yeah, and that could be that could be it. Let's see what haven't we talked about? Speaking of actors that I wish they would have maybe just made a random character and not a named character from the comics. I, I love the actress that played Cassandra Kane. I think she did a wonderful job, and the character is great. I don't know why she had to be named after the second Batgirl. Yeah, because she doesn't... Batman's not in this movie, for Bat, one. No, and the which way, is fine. Yeah, oh yeah, please, we don't need Batman in this movie. Yeah, we really don't. But well, I don't know why she had to be named after the character. They could have... They could have... If they wanted to pull a character from the comics... They could have really pulled any name out of a hat. And, and the way the movie ends makes it make even less sense mm-hmm. that she's Cassandra Cain. The only, the only reasoning I could think behind it is they, I think they deliberately wanted to make this a 
uh, multicultural cast. They really and they they succeeded. They yeah. they I think they really wanted to have like representation of a whole bunch of different you know races and whatnot. And Cassandra Kane is Asian in the comics, so that is an easy sub in, so that they can get that. That's you know as cynical as that sounds. I think that might have been what they were going it, for. It could have. I don't know. Yeah, but there is no reason for her to be yeah. Cassandra Kane. I mean, if they wanted to name a character, name her after a character from the comics, there was a uh, a lesser um, a lesser known comic character named Misfit who was in the Birds of created for the Birds of Prey comic. Her whole deal was she was a, a teen runaway who had teleportation powers, and they could have just said, oh, hey, let's get rid of the teleportation powers and just name her after this character. and Or have her teleport at the end. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I love hmm. that the Batman's not in it. I love yeah. that the Joker's not actually really in it. I That, that I love more than anything. Because <laughs> it's not, it's not it's about not necessary. him. Yeah. It's not about him. I think that was... A defining feature of the film is that the movie is not about the Joker. Yeah. For a character whose creation was solely for the Joker. <laughs> I love that the the red and black jumpsuit isn't in, well, except for in the animated bit at the beginning, but it isn't in the movie. It's not in the movie. Yeah. I, I've come to not act, not like that costume, actually. Really? Because it, all it is is it's her, it just says, I'm the Joker's property. Yeah, like that's what that costume says to me. So when she's away from it, that's good. (laughs) You know, I would in flashback stories where in the comics where Harley and Joker are still together, I could def I definitely I definitely still like the costume. Yeah, but I think in telling this kind of story where it's about Harley breaking away from all of that, I agree. Yeah, not uh, not not needed. Um, this isn't exactly about the movie, but, uh, one thing I did want to mention, I actually saw this at a, uh, beer tasting down at, uh, the Grandview theater over the weekend. And, uh, that was a really good time. So I just kind of wanted to throw that out there. If you ever get a chance to go to either of any of those, either at, uh, Grandview theater or at studio 35, cause it's the same, same owners now, <laughs> it's the same owners. It's basically the same place. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. But it was a lot of fun. It was a really good time. Got to see a bunch of really cool clips. Uh, Jordan and I both won door prizes. Nice. Raffle. So, so we are uh, we are three for three, or tech, I guess technically four for three. Every time we go to... We've been to three of them, and we have won four times <laughs> out of those three. So that was pretty cool. And I take that back. Grandview has a lot more space in it. Grandview does have a lot more space. Studio 35 opened up a second theater on their second floor. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, they have expanded quite a bit. They're they're much bigger now. So, yeah. Cool. But yeah, definitely go check those out if you get a chance. But without a doubt, go see Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey. It movie is... movie of the year. <laughs> so far. So far. Yeah. So far. Yeah. And you know what? It's it'll be a tough one to beat. It was that good. Yeah, it was really really fun. Definitely not for kids. Oh yeah, don't. super not for kids. Don't take your kids. Don't. Yeah, like I mentioned before, it is very, it is very thematically similar to Deadpool. So yeah, little, definitely a little more grounded than Deadpool. A little more grounded, just but just barely. But yeah, but just barely. Yeah, and the fight scenes <clears throat> get pretty brutal. They do a lot of swear words, 
lot of swear words thrown around. Um, kind of like a, a sexual violence trigger warning in there. There's, yeah. There's one particular scene I didn't really care for. Yeah, yeah. I, but they, it's almost like the filmmaker also didn't care for it, and because that scene ended so quickly. Yeah. That. It's like I already get the point. This guy is a crazy jerk. Like you don't need to show me him yeah. show this to me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nope. It like it was like very very quick and yeah very unnecessary. Um, one thing I did like, and this is again kind of a weird poll, but did you stay through all the entire credits? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that they thanked every comic writer? that has ever written Harley Quinn in the Birds of Prey yeah. and all the voice actresses from the various DC animated stuff, like Arlene Sorkin got a, a, got a special thanks. She was, was in a, it somewhere, yeah, right? No, there's a clip on uh, Renee Montoya's TV in the background of mm-hmm. Arlene Sorkin doing that Harlequin character from Days of Our Lives. Oh, right. That's right. That, that Harley Quinn was kind of based on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's in the background, which is a very cool pull. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean they they did it right with this. one. I just wish it made more money. Yeah, because I want to see more of this, yeah. and it made just enough to make its money back. But like, unfortunately, Shazam did better, and that's a shame. Not that Shazam was bad. I sure. still haven't seen it, but I, I've heard good things. Shazam's very good. Yeah, that's like, a lot of fun. That character, like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, by the end of Shazam, I recommend seeing Shazam. Yeah, I, I want to see it. I don't. There's no good reason why I haven't watched it. Because, like, by the end, they do something that was done in the New Fifty Two comics with, with Shazam that I wasn't expecting, and it kind of single handedly made the movie better for me. Huh. Yeah, you know how we joke about how movies, you know, they're about family. <laughs> Shazam actually is and it's done super well in the end. So I would yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't knock Shazam. It's it's a good one. I am just saying he hasn't been a very popular character since the 50s. <laughs> well, that's very true. That's very true. But since like Elvis was real into it or no, he was into uh Captain Marvel Jr. Is Captain Marvel was? Jr. Yeah. yeah. Elvis was into Captain Marvel. So when they created Captain Marvel Jr., they modeled Freddie Freeman's look off of Elvis. So that's what it is. Ah, I knew there was some connection there. Yeah. To the point where in that comic series Kingdom Come, where they do like the future version of all of the DC characters, Freddie Freeman changes his name to King Shazam and his costume looks even more like Elvis. (laughs) It's like a rhinestone with the with the lightning bolt and bell bottoms. Oh man, if they wanted to keep going, they could do a Bubba Hotep kind of thing with him. <laughs> oh, that would be great. I love that movie. That's such that's a, a good movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. It's underrated. Yeah. Yeah, it it really is. I think it should have all the cult following of a Big Lebowski. I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> but it is a very good movie. <laughs> I I like it as much as any other Bruce Campbell film. I mean, I like it as much as Army of Darkness. I still certainly. haven't seen that. I need to see that one. You haven't seen Army of Darkness? They no. put it on put it on the list. <laughs> I've seen the first Evil Dead, and that's the only one I've seen. Okay, well, you will definitely have to watch the second Evil Dead and Army of Darkness because Army of Darkness is a sequel to the second 
Evil Dead. <laughs> Which in itself is a remake of the of first, the first Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Movies are weird. I need to watch that David Lynch movie that's on Netflix where he interrogates a monkey for 10 minutes <laughs> about a crime the monkey may or may not have committed. Well, that sounds that sounds phenomenal. <laughs> I guess we should mention what is Bubba Hotep because we 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 mentioned that it's a great movie that everyone should see, but like, what is it for oh, people? It's, it's a oh, who directed that? I couldn't tell you. It's a it's it takes place in an old folks home where there's mm-hmm. a guy who thinks he is Elvis. He may or may not be Elvis. May or may not be a Elvis who faked his death. Yeah. Now living in an old folks home and dying of cancer. And the old folks' home is being menaced by... A mummy. A mummy. <laughs> uh, a hillbilly mummy that feeds off of the old because they can't get away. And there's... The mummy the, has a cowboy hat. Yeah. And there's there's a man that thinks... Um, he's John F. Kennedy's... Yeah. With his... An, an old black man who believes that he is John F. Kennedy who had his brain put inside a black man's body because... Because he knew government secrets. Yeah, and, they, and they've left him there to rot. And it's left very ambiguous in both characters' ca- cases whether or not they are crazy or telling the truth. The only thing that is true is that there is definitely a cowboy mummy yeah. menacing them. <laughs> it's a good It's, such it's a, a good, good movie. movie. Uh, it, yeah, it's. it sounds... I know what it sounds like, but it's a great movie. It, I know what it sounds like, and it is that, and it's yeah. great. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Cowboy mummy. <laughs> Cowboy mummy. <laughs> you know, if I wasn't going to name the show after our Birds of Prey review, I would definitely have just called it Cowboy Mummy. Cowboy mummy. Yeah. But yeah, again, Birds of Prey, go see it. It Please. is... I want it to make a bajillion dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know, last week I talked about the Hot Ones interview with Margot Robbie. We Did watched it? that that yeah. night. It's very good. <laughs> it's actually very good. And... I watched it again, and I guess, I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised, but I guess I didn't realize how much business acumen Margot Robbie had. Oh, yeah, she's she's the boss lady. Yeah, and how how much she had done in her career, because she really hadn't popped up here in the States until until like like Wolf of Wall Street. A couple, a couple, five years ago, maybe, five, six years ago, but she's had like a full career and really... She's got a good head on her shoulders. Cannot <laughs> handle her hot food yeah. at all. Like she was struggling. She's a cool lady that one time ate a bucket of spaghetti. <laughs> four pounds. Four pounds of spaghetti. And that's that's impressive that, in my book. Uh, yeah. That's, she, <laughs> listen, she's a huge hockey fan. So <laughs> like, I, no complaints here. <laughs> what, what we're trying to say is we all stand Margot Robbie. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All right, well, hey, let's go ahead and take a break here, and when we come back, we'll get into a little bit of news. And that's the point where the recording corrupted. Yeah, so little behind-the-scenes news here. We record the show in two half-hour chunks, and for whatever reason, the second half of the show decided that it did not want to save correctly. So our review of Birds of Prey is all you're going to get this week. So we will be back next week with a full hour-long episode, I hope. But uh, before I let you go, I just want to remind you that you can find all of our back episodes at nerdoverload.com as well as on various podcast catchers like Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, that sort of thing. 
You can find us on all sorts of social medias like Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram by looking at Nerd Overload Now. You can call in the show and uh, leave a message that may get played on air. The number is 586-372-8020. We have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash nerdoverloadnow. So if you like the show and you want to help support us, you can head over there and check that out. And I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So until next week, thanks for listening and uh, pizza out.